Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 8th of July. Today, we've actually got a reason to talk about rugby union. Not kidding. Tim Zhu goes full Mortal Kombat as he takes another soul in the ring, and why Newcastle better buy some blue paint. But first... In 15 days, 472 Australian athletes will walk into Tokyo's Olympic Stadium for the opening ceremony of the Games of the 32nd Olympiad. But there remains one crucial element of the team still to be determined. Who's going to lead us? Yeah, who? Well, this year, a new Olympic tradition begins, with every nation to be led out by a male and female flag bearer. So, which two athletes will have the honour and privilege to be the tip of the Australian spear and lead our team into the Games. Over to you, Chef the Mission, Ian Chesterman. I'm delighted to announce the flag bearers for the Australian Olympic team for Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games are Kate Campbell. Kate Campbell will be able to take that shot at a gold medal in Tokyo. And Paddy Mills. From the elbow, Mills. A swimmer and a basketballer walk into an arena carrying flags. Sounds like the start of a joke, but it will in fact be a monumental moment in the sporting history of Australia, with Kate Campbell and Paddy Mills both heading to their fourth Olympics and granted the honour of being this country's flag bearers at the opening ceremony. And for Mills, there's extra significance. For me, as a proud Gugara, Nagyagal and Dawara Meriam man, um, th- this is really special and just thankful for, for all the support um, up until this moment. Mills will become the first ever Indigenous athlete to carry the flag at the opening ceremony. But unfortunately, while the stadium has a capacity of 68,000, actual attendance at the ceremony is likely to be minimal, with the organisers restricting it to a limited number of VIPs. What does the I stand for? Uh, important. Ooh, how about the V? Very. Oh, and miss, just one more question. Person. Ah. We haven't had a lot of reason to talk about rugby union on the scorecard lately. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Maybe so. But last night at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane, the Wallabies might have just moved the needle. Trailing by a point and with the siren having already sounded in their test match against France, Australia needed to win the ball back from the French to produce a miracle victory. Australia... Get up and can't get a hand on. Tupo gives chase. There it is for McDormand. It's still with Australia. They still have a shot. And they did. But now they just needed to score. For the win. Noah. There it is. A Noah Lalesio penalty goal in the 83rd minute gave the Wallabies a hard-fought win and gave the sport some momentum ahead of the second test match in Melbourne next Tuesday. Introducing the champion... He was meant to be doing battle with his loudmouth nemesis, Michael Zarafa, but instead, Tim Zhu was fighting an undersized and, frankly, underprepared Stevie Spark, who'd taken the fight on less than two weeks' notice after Zarafa pulled out. And sensing the opportunity for a quick kill, Tim, the soul taker Zhu, went full Mortal Kombat. Fight! He's looking for a big shot, and he goes to the body, and Spark covers up. The left hand up a cut was a good one. And despite Stevie Spark's team going all Benny Hill in between rounds two and three and knocking over an ice bucket that needed cleaning up to buy their fighter an extra minute of recovery, in round three, Tim Zhu heard the call. Finish him. Yeah, he's fighting all Body shot well. again, and down he goes hard. And that'll do it. No time for fairy tales. Tim Zhu 
Flawless victory. The victory is Zoo's 19th professional win, and the still undefeated fighter now has his sights set firmly on a fight against light middleweight world champion Jamal Charlo. And while we're talking about sporting events in Newcastle... New South Wales government, based on the health advice, made the difficult decision to announce the extension of the lockdown and the existing restrictions in the regions for one week further until Friday midnight, the 16th of July. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian extending Sydney's lockdown for another week, which means that next Wednesday's State of Origin Game 3, scheduled to be played at Stadium Australia, is on the move. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The final game of the series is heading up the M1 from Sydney to Newcastle, with the Steel City set to host a game of State of Origin for the first time in the concept's history. Something that's left Triple M's Mark Guy wishing he could have placed a bet on that outcome. Before a ball was kicked in anger this year, Origin was going to be played uh, in Melbourne, mm-hmm. in Brisbane, yes, and in Sydney. And what do we get? We got Townsville, <laughs> Suncorp. And Newcastle. The odds of that before a ball was kicked this year would be 74 million to one. In, in these last 18 months, I've learned to expect the unexpected, but I never, never in a million years would have expected we had a, a first ever game in Townsville in origin and a first ever game in Newcastle in origin. New South Wales have already wrapped up the series, having won the first two games, but the fixture does present an opportunity for the Blues to celebrate their win in front of home fans. So, for now, it might be known as Zoo Castle after Tim Zoo's efforts last night, but this time next week, it's likely to be rebranded Blue Castle. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 8th of July. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. Listener.